Nurses, what kind of landing does a new nurse need when he or she first enters our profession? How do we cultivate a soft landing for new nurses that sets them up for success? Let's talk about creating a welcoming and supportive runway for new nurses right here on episode 150 of The Nurse Keith Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for being part of The Nurse Keith Nation, whether you're listening for the first time or you've been tuning in for months or years. As always, this podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in, yes, a positive and inspired direction. I want to remind you that you can help other people find this show by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. There are lots of ratings and reviews up there now for The Nurse Keith Show. I am so grateful. And if you would leave one as well and then let me know, I will read it on the air and thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you want to see the show notes for this episode, head on over to nursekeith.com forward slash episode 150, that is 150, and you can read all about it. Anyway, I am as always thrilled that you're here with me for this half hour, so let's hop into the studio and dig right into today's topic. Come on with me, my friends. So folks, back a few years ago, I published a blog post on my blog, Digital Doorway, entitled A Soft Landing for New Nurses. That has been read well over 4,000 times and shared quite a bit. So I took it upon myself this past week to do a little rewrite, to do some editing, to add a new beautiful image to the blog post, and I republished it on Monday, March 5th. 2018. And the reason I chose to do that was because one, it's a very popular blog post. So I feel like it hits a nerve that is there to be hit. There are things that people want to hear. And I wanted to add a little bit more to this conversation because, you know, we have a nursing shortage going on right now in early 2018 in many places around the United States and I believe in other countries around the world. And we need to think about very, very carefully and strategically how we want to welcome new nurses to the profession. It can be done very, very well. And we can help new nurses be incredibly successful. And it can also be, sadly, done extremely poorly. And we know that a large percentage, maybe 30% or so of new nurses leave the profession within three years. Quite a few leave within the first year. So we are doing something wrong, my friends. And in the zeitgeist of a looming nursing shortage, a shortage of nursing professors to help get people through nursing school into the healthcare marketplace, and an aging population that needs nurses, we need to do a better job of making sure our new nurses are successful. I think you would agree, and I would love to hear your thoughts about what happened for you when you first entered the profession. So let me say this one thing first. You know, 
I have found in nursing especially that when new nurses are either hazed or teased or bullied or otherwise put through the ringer, older nurses will sometimes say things like, well, that's the way it was for me when I started out, so why should she have special treatment? I didn't. Or they'll say something like, well, you know, that's just always how it's been, and that's the way we're going to continue to do it. And I call BS on that because I feel like we need to change the culture. It's no longer the bad old days of nursing when, you know, we older nurses haze and tease and bully and otherwise intimidate the new nurses, feeling like that's the way to get them to develop that thick skin, you know, to be an old battle axe nurse out there on the front lines. No, that doesn't really work. It scares away a lot of people. So we need to forget about what happened to us, unless what happened to us was positive, we want to emulate it, Or, well, don't forget about what happened to you. If you were treated poorly when you first started out as a nurse, well, turn that around and treat a new nurse sublimely. Create a welcoming atmosphere for that new nurse. She or he deserves a positive workplace culture, a positive work environment. You can create it. You have the responsibility to do so. And you know what? That new nurse someday may have your back. And if you had her back or his back at the beginning, she or he will be there for you when you need them. And someday you may be in that hospital bed and that nurse may be the person taking care of you or your father or your brother or your spouse or your child. And you want these new nurses to be successful clinicians who know what they're doing and can do a great job at it to provide the care we know that we all need to provide and that we all deserve to receive when we're on the receiving end. You see, we are part of this larger machine, the healthcare system in our town, our city, our state, our country. And it's our responsibility to make sure that these new nurses coming in become functional, collaborative clinicians who are part of the culture wherever we happen to be. So it is our place to nurture them and give them the landing that they deserve. So friends, if you take yourself back to when you were new to the profession, what was it like when you first clocked in and you stepped out on the floor for the first time? I sense that many of you probably, like me, felt like an imposter. It was like, I don't know anything. I went to nursing school, but I don't know how to do anything. I'm not a real professional. You probably felt like you had 10 thumbs and you couldn't do anything. And maybe in your anxiety, you blanked out. You couldn't even remember anything from med surge. And As you're trying to gain confidence and trying to gain skill, if you had nurses who were bullying you, laughing at you, trying to trip you up or make things hard for you, that didn't help you succeed. Some of you might disagree and say, well, Keith, actually, it was great or it was really helpful to be given a hard time because it made me work harder. So yes, there might be some aspect of that, but like a great teacher You can answer a question with a question. You don't have to answer a question with 
intimidation or the desire to embarrass the person. So you can use the Socratic method. If a nurse comes to you and asks you a question, instead of just giving him or her the answer, you can say, well, tell me a little bit more about that. What is it about blank that you don't understand? Allow them and lead them through that thought process. Now, some of you are probably saying, you know what, Keith, you haven't worked on a hospital floor for a really long time. You don't know what it's like. It is so busy. I don't have time to nurture these new nurses. They need to just figure it out for themselves. I am barely making it myself. So this is what I want to say to the nurse leaders and managers and executives and administrators that need to hear this message. We need to have successful onboarding practices and programs that actually work for bringing our nurses in. We don't just have them fill out paperwork at HR and then we orient them to the unit, have them shadow someone for a day and say, okay, you're done. Here you go. Out of the frying pan and into the fire. No, we need successful evidence-based onboarding practices that actually lead a new nurse through the process of becoming proficient on his or her way to moving past novice to actually a more intermediate seasoned nurse. There are nurse residency programs out there. Some of them are very, very good. Some of them are not so good. I've heard mixed reviews, but nurse residency programs are a great way to make sure a new nurse gets integrated well as he or she really should be. Medical students have residencies and internships. We need them too. So if you are in touch with people who run nurse residency programs, or if you have a part in a nurse residency program, open these conversations. And if your organization doesn't have one, figure out why you don't have one and how you can start one. These new nurses need to be put in situations where they can learn safely not endanger patients, not endanger themselves, and get the kind of hand-over-hand -hand guidance that they really need to learn the skills to succeed. We also need true mentoring programs. I've talked about mentoring before. I've spoken about the Nurse Mentoring Institute led by my friend Louise Jakubik, who is a very successful nurse entrepreneur and lecturer and thought leader. And she and her research team have developed programs and developed evidence-based practices that show what the best practices are in mentoring. What Louise has seen in that a lot of facilities, mentoring means that you take a willing or unwilling seasoned nurse pair him or her with a new nurse, and then they have this checklist they have to check off. Yes, we talked about this. Yes, we talked about that. Yes, we talked about this. Okay, you're good to go. True mentoring programs aren't just a task-based chore that the mentee and mentor do. No. True mentoring programs are where the mentor actually has the time to meet with the mentee on a regular basis. They get to have an open-ended relationship where questions can be resolved, where issues can be raised, and where they're not just checking boxes to show that they talked about catheterization, pick line protocol, and central line dressings. This is about the bigger picture, helping the nurse really become the seasoned professional he or she needs and deserves to be. So mentoring programs are crucial here. And if your organization doesn't have one, find out why you don't 
and look into how you can actually create one. There is also the notion of informal mentorship. If you're the kind of nurse who just likes talking to the new nurses, helping them figure out where things are, teaching them, providing them with moments where they can pick your brain or get the kind of guidance they really need to succeed, well, informal mentoring relationships are wonderful because that provides the new nurse with various people to whom she can reach out when she needs support. And we can't throw these new nurses to the wolves. We can't have them skip the frying pan altogether and land in the fire and then expect them to have our back when we need them. We can't expect them to be fully functional members of the team if we don't teach them how to do it. Yes, you might think that their nursing program didn't teach them everything they needed to know. Is that their fault? No, it's not their fault. They need to continue their education when they come to the workplace. Nursing school and clinical education in nursing school can only do so much. The real world learning is where the rubber hits the road. And if we can provide them with the support that they need to actually figure out how to do it, then we're creating clinicians who are going to have long, successful careers that are going to really help everyone in the bigger picture. So remember that when you help a new nurse, you're not just helping that nurse. You're helping your organization. You're helping the patients that nurse comes into contact with. And you're also contributing to the growth of our profession because we don't want new nurses leaving the profession because they didn't feel supported and didn't get what they needed to succeed. We want them to stay because we need them to stay. So we need to break the culture of that's how it's always been, or that's how I was treated. So that's how I'm going to treat her now. No, that culture is dead it is so 20th century. It is so yesterday. And today in the 21st century, there's a new paradigm and it's our responsibility to make sure that paradigm comes to life. So speaking of that paradigm, I wrote about it in that original blog post. And I said that we are, or many of us are, attempting to create what new nurses will experience coming into the fold of nursing and being welcomed with open arms, being guided into positions, into situations where their strengths can be celebrated, where their weaknesses can be addressed, and where their fears can be allayed so that they can feel confident and move forward and learn more. So those graduate nurses, like I say in the blog post, they are the nurses of the future. And like I said earlier, they're going to care for us and our parents and our kids and our spouses and our friends, and we need to make sure they know how to do that right. So again, we need to change that calculus. We need to change the old ways of doing things and make sure that we know that these new nurses are getting what they truly need. So friends... This whole idea of a soft landing for new nurses, it may sit with some of you not very well because you think, well, I paid my dues. 
I did what I needed to do to get where I am. I cut my teeth on the <laughs> the roughest rocks I could find. But, you know, not everyone needs to have that same experience. So for those of you out there who are administrators, who are executives, or if you're a nurse who has the ear of an administrator or executive, get them to sit down and look at the ways in which new nurses are onboarded in your organization. And what I recommend is that as nurses go through their onboarding process, their preceptorship, their nurse residency programs, as they enter into formal or informal mentoring relationships, I recommend that their experiences and the experiences of the mentors and preceptors be documented. Because what your organization actually needs to do is figure out what works for your organization. Louise Jakubik at Nurse Mentoring Institute can, of course, help you come up with the best practices, but you also need to gather data at your organization and see what works and see what doesn't work. And then you replicate the good stuff and you eject and reject and throw in the trash bin the stuff that doesn't work. One of the ways to do this is these ongoing assessments of the new nurses. I believe that when a new nurse comes into an organization and has the guidance that is appropriate, every 30 days or so, there should be a sit down with that new nurse and questions should be asked. What is working for you? How are you being supported? How would you rate the support you're receiving? Where are we falling down? Where are the ways that you feel like you're out in left field and you have no idea what you're doing? And what are the ways in which you feel like You've really gotten what you've needed, and let's celebrate your successes. I also recommend that as new nurses leave residency programs, I mean actually graduate from residency programs, that there are exit interviews, that we ask them those same questions, that we continue to evaluate and assess and reassess the success or relative success of the programs we actually have in place. So if you think about the nursing process, assessment, diagnosis, planning, implementation, evaluation, we can do the same when we're looking at how we help our new nurses succeed and also how we fail them along the way. Remember, it's not their fault if they didn't get the clinical orientation and education that they needed in school. They're not responsible for the quality of the program that they've attended. They're responsible for their experience now, and we are responsible for making sure that they learn what they need to learn so that they can be functional members of our teams. So we need to remember that, and we need to make sure that we put in place the processes that are going to help us all get there. So this is a lot about having reasonable expectations. It's about paying it forward. And even if you weren't treated well, well, now's the time to change that trajectory and create something new. Because if this new nurse gets treated in a way that helps her or him really succeed and feel like a member of the team and a viable nursing clinician, well, then that person will pay it forward and create that type of environment for the next person who comes along. So I want you all to think about this. I want you to think about where you came from what you experienced, what was good, what was not so good. And then looking at that nursing process, think about, huh, 
what can we assess about what we're doing right now? How can we figure out if this is really working? And then diagnose what's going on at your institution. You can say, well, the diagnosis is alteration and cooperation. We are not doing anything for our new nurses. They are failing left and right. Or, well, the diagnosis is that we're doing a pretty good job. And there's some nurses who are falling through the cracks. Let's figure out why that's happening. Then we come up with a plan, and the plan might be hiring Louise Jakubik and getting her in there to help you create a mentoring program, bringing my friend Renee Thompson in to help you create a brand new onboarding program based on the program you have, but really taken to the next level into the 21st century. Or maybe you create a committee, and the committee is responsible for doing the research and finding the evidence-based data to back up certain types of onboarding practices. And then you implement everything that you've come up with, and then you come back around and evaluate it. Remember, mentoring programs, precepting programs, nurse residency programs need constant evaluation, assessment, and reevaluation and retooling. Not all of these programs need to stay the same. Most of them cannot stay the same. Because you know what? Healthcare changes. Our organizations change, they're organic creatures, and the environment in which we work is constantly moving under our feet. So based on what we need of our new nurses, we need to give them the opportunity to learn what they need to learn in order to roll with those changes. If we're working in a healthcare environment, in a healthcare landscape where we are standing on shifting sands, where there are seismic changes pushing through the healthcare system and changing the way that we have to approach our work, well, if we use evidence-based data to figure out the best protocol for treating a patient with congestive heart failure, well, we need the same kind of data to figure out how to help our new nurses integrate into our system and become the clinicians we need them to be. So folks, whether you're a new nurse or you're an older, more experienced nurse who welcomes those new nurses into the fold, into your organization, well, we've got some things to think about. We need to put our heads together. I would actually love to hear from you. If you would email me at keith at nursekeith.com, tell me the story of what happened when you were first onboarded, when you first got your license and got your first job. Were you set up for success? Were you set up for failure? Were you treated in a way in which you felt valued and felt seen and you were nurtured in a way that helped you to actually learn what you needed to learn to get where you needed to be? Or were you pushed to the side? Were you thrown into the fire? Were you laughed at, bullied, intimidated, harassed? I want to know because I want to see what kind of experiences you've had. And I also want to know what you think is happening at your organization and how you are taking part, either formally or informally, in helping these new nurses get the grounding and the soft landing they need so that they can become successful, awesome nurses who are part of our wider nursing community. Let me know your experiences and what you've observed and let me know what's going on out there. So folks, there you have it. That was episode, well, this is episode 150 of the Nurse Keith Show. I can't believe we have made it to episode 150. Well, 
Maybe I can. We're doing about 48 to 50 episodes a year, so that makes a lot of sense. But still, I'm surprised. I'm thrilled. I'm delighted that you all are still here and the show is growing. And, you know, we'll be at episode 200 before you know it by the spring of 2019. I can't believe it. We'll have to have a party at episode 200. You know, I hope you feel uplifted and empowered by this episode, and I want you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your professional satisfaction and development. Remember, I am often on Facebook Live, often on Wednesday mornings around 11 a.m. Eastern. Make sure you check your settings at Nurse Keith Coaching on Facebook so that you're notified when I go live. And if you want to support the Nurse Keith Show and the Nurse Keith Nation, head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith. And you can pledge a monthly amount. It can be a very modest amount. You'll get some prizes and some thank yous from me in exchange for supporting the show. It helps me advertise and promote the show more and put more into the production and the creation and the growth of the Nurse Keith Show. So why don't you join Wendy Davidson, Scott Sullivan, Bradley Soundaval, and others in supporting the Nurse Keith Show on a monthly basis. I would love for you to do that. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced amazingly well by Tim Hollowell of thepodcastinggroup.com, and social media and promotion are handled extremely capably and kindly and professionally by Mark Cappy Speeson. Sign up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com. You can even leave a voicemail by clicking on the bright pink banner on the left-hand side of the homepage, and I will play your voicemail on the air and answer your question directly. And did you know that my new book is out? Yes, it came out in the fall of 2017. It's called Aspire to be Inspired, Creating a Nursing Career That Matters. Head over to Amazon, look up Keith Carlson or Aspire to be Inspired and pick up a copy and a copy of Savvy Networking for Nurses for your favorite nurse for Nurses Week. Folks, stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and tune in again as we explore how to make your nursing career more satisfying and wonderful than you ever imagined. Be well, dig deep, stay curious, create success, and seek joy. I will be back in touch again soon. This is Nurse Keith signing off from Santa Fe, episode 150 of the Nurse Keith Show. Adios till next time.